sometimes things that are free aren't worth very much. What about a rotten plantain or orange? What about an overripe piece of fruit? Maybe somebody will give it to you for free because it's overripe and it's not very good. Sometimes things that are free aren't worth very much. They're not very good. But our verse today talks about something that is free, but it's worth something amazing. It costs someone a very high price, but it's free to you. The memory verse for today is found in Ephesians 1, 7. And it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7. In whom reminds you about in Jesus, in Jesus Christ, God's son. We have something very special. We have redemption through his blood. Now, you know that people, you and me, are sinners. And we need to be redeemed. Redeemed is another way of saying to buy back something. We need to be set free from the power of sin. You see, when you are in danger of your sin's punishment, it's like you're a slave to sin. But Jesus can buy you back from that sin punishment because of what he did. He died on the cross for your sin. The price for our salvation was the precious blood of Jesus Christ, God's perfect son. Jesus never did anything wrong. And he died on the cross so that he could redeem you, so that he could bring you back from the punishment of your sin. Wow. Jesus paid a very high price to give you the opportunity to be redeemed. The last part of the memory verse says the forgiveness of sins. Since Jesus paid the price for your sin, you can be forgiven. You don't have to be in the danger of your sin's punishment because Jesus can redeem you. He can forgive your sin. He paid the price for your sin. It cost him his life. He gave his blood and his life to die on the cross to take you the punishment for your sin. But you don't have to die for your sin. Jesus did it for you. So you can have this gift freely. You don't have to pay for it. All you have to do is believe in Jesus and you can have your sin forgiven. And if you have not believed on Jesus yet, you can do that today. And if you have already asked Jesus to forgive your sin, then tell God thank you. And you can tell someone else how his sins can be forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7. Ephesians is in the New Testament part of the Bible. Ephesians was written by a man named Paul. Remember how many men God used to write the Bible? It was 40. Four zero. 40 men God chose to write the Bible. One of those men was Paul. And God told him the words to write down, and Paul wrote them down. Now this book of the Bible is called Ephesians. Ephesians is actually a letter to people that had a church in a place called Ephesus. The people who lived in Ephesus were called Ephesians. That's why this book of the Bible is called Ephesians, because it's a letter to those people. But as we read the book of Ephesians, the things in the book are things that God wants you and me to remember as well. So our verse says, Ephesians 1, 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, 
the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7. Jesus died for your sin. He gave his blood. He gave his life so that you could have the opportunity to be forgiven of your sin. He wants to redeem you from your sin's punishment. You can have that gift freely. You don't have to pay for it. But it costs Jesus something very, very much. It cost him his life. He gave his blood and his life to take the punishment for your sin and my sin too. The sin of everyone in the world. Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7. Have you ever been in danger? Maybe there's been a fire near your home or a hurricane is coming to the country. Maybe there's been a very bad thunderstorm and there's a lot of wind or lightning. If you've been in a situation like that, a dangerous problem, I'm sure maybe you look for a place to be safe. Now suppose someone said, here's a rope, get behind it and you'll be safe. That sounds kind of strange, doesn't it? Well, today, we're going to learn how a family was promised safety behind something like that. Just before Joshua led the people of Israel into the land of Canaan. Now, if you heard our lesson yesterday about Joshua, you'll remember he was the new leader of the children of Israel or the Israelites. God had promised to give them the land of Canaan, but they had to do things before they could cross the Jordan River and get to Canaan. Now, right after they crossed the Jordan River, the first city they would come to would be the city of Jericho. And it was a beautiful city. It had palm trees. It had pools of water. The Bible even calls it the city of palm trees. But Jericho was a very sinful city. The people there worshipped idols. And 
idols are like statues, things that people would worship, but they are not the one true God. People would worship them and pray to them and serve them. Sometimes the people even murdered their own children because they thought that the idols would be happy. Jericho was surrounded by a huge wall and they had a strong army and Joshua wanted to know more about Jericho. So he secretly called two men to come to him. And Joshua told these two men, go over, look at the land and especially check out Jericho. He remembered that when the 12 spies came back to the camp, only he and Caleb said they should trust God and the other 10 spies were so afraid and they discouraged the people. Joshua didn't want that to happen again, so this time he just sent two men, and they quietly went on their way. Now they must have trusted God to help them know where to go, and it was evening when they reached Jericho, and they needed somewhere to spend the night. They may have asked someone where they could go to spend the night. Well, somehow they got to the house of Rahab. Now Rahab was a woman who lived there in Jericho. She lived a sinful life. And many people in her city did not believe in the true and living God. Rahab and her people in her city of Jericho were in danger of God's punishment because of their sin and their unbelief. And unbelief means not believing. And the people in Jericho did not believe in the one true God. Everyone born in this world is in danger of God's punishment, including you and me. God is holy. That means he's perfect and pure in every way. And he hates sin. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. And you and I deserve God's punishment for sin because all of us have sinned. The Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. You see, all of us are born with a sinful nature. That means we have a want to, to do what we want instead of what God wants. Just like sheep sometimes want to go their own way instead of following the shepherd, you and I also choose to sin instead of always obeying God. Choosing not to do what your parents ask you to do, or choosing to cheat at school, or choosing to refuse to believe on Jesus is examples of sin. And God says the final punishment for sin is to be separated from him forever. Sin is very serious to God, and everyone born in this world is in danger of God's punishment for sin. And Rahab and the people of Jericho were in danger of that punishment for their sin and for their unbelief in the one true God. Now the spies were at Rahab's house for only a short time before they were almost discovered because someone hurried to the king. And told the king, there are strangers from the children of Israel here in the city tonight. They've come to spy out the land. So somehow, somebody knew that these two men from the Israelites were in Jericho. And that person went and told the, to the king. And the king gave an order, go find them, bring them here. And the king's messengers left. Rahab, she may have known that something was going to happen. So she told the two men from Israel, come, come up here. And she led them to the rooftop of her house. It was a flat area and they would store things up there. And one of the things that they stored was flax. Flax is kind of similar to hay. Rahab had some flax set out on her rooftop to dry. 
And she lifted it up and she told the spies, get under the flax. And then she hurried and she went downstairs. And the messengers from the king were at her door already. And they said, you have men here in your house. They are spies. Bring them out. But then Rahab said, oh, yes, some men were here, but I didn't know where they came from. They went out before the city gate closed. I don't know where they went, but if you go right away, you might be able to find them. The messengers left. Maybe Rahab felt ashamed because she had just told a lie to the king's messengers. She hurried up to where Joshua's spies were hidden. And as they came out of their hiding place, she told them something very important. She said, I know the Lord has given you this land. The people of Jericho are very afraid. We've heard about how the Lord has dried up the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. Do you remember when we learned about that? How when the children of Israel were beginning their journey to Canaan, they came to the Red Sea, a very big problem. There was no bridge across this sea. There was no road across it. And it would take a very long time to walk all the way around it. There was no plane to fly over it. Those things weren't made yet. But God provided a way for them to get through. God opened up the Red Sea. God made the waters of the sea stand like two walls on either side and a dry path right in between for all of the Israelites to walk through. The people in Jericho had heard about that. I'm sure the spies remembered that. Then Rahab mentioned something that happened not so long ago. Rahab said, we here in Jericho have also heard how you destroyed two other kings, Sihon and Og, on the other side of the Jordan. Sihon and Og were two other kings that were on the other side of the Jordan that the Israelites had, had been having a war against. The Israelites had won that war. The kings Sihon and Og had died. Rahab said, as soon as we heard about that, we lost all our courage. Maybe the spies looked at each other. Maybe they thought about the times where they had defeated other kings and they were remembering Moses' words. But Rahab wasn't finished. She said, the Lord your God, he is God in heaven, above and on earth beneath. Rahab believed in God. She believed in the one true God. She had heard of God's power and of God's love and care for his people, the Israelites. And God loves and cares for you. He is the great and powerful God who made all things, even you. God is holy. That means he's perfect. He knows everything. He even knows everything about you. He knows about your sin too but he still loves you. Even in the Bible, it says, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. God loves you with a love that will forever be. God will never stop loving you. And Rahab heard about God's power and she knew God loved and cared for the Israelites. Everybody in Jericho knew about the things that God had done for the Israelites. And when Rahab heard about those things, she started to realize that the Israelites' God is the one true God. Rahab asked the spies, Since I have shown kindness to you, will you promise to show kindness to me and my family? Will you give me a sign that you will spare the lives of my family? The spies were quick to answer, Our lives for yours, if you do not tell what we've been doing, we promise to protect you when the Lord gives us the land. Rahab prepared to let the spies escape. She let them down over the wall through her window, and the men remembered she had asked for a sign. Now Rahab lived on the city wall, 
she lived inside the city wall. And so from her house, you could see the land outside of Jericho. She let the spies escape over the wall of Jericho through her window. The spies remembered Rahab asked for a sign. There's going to be some way for us to realize where is Rahab's house. Because I'm sure there was more than one house in the city wall. And so the men gave Rahab a scarlet cord. Scarlet is very similar to the color red. And a cord is kind of like a rope. So the spies gave Rahab a scarlet cord. And they told her, tie it in your window. If you don't tie this cord in your window, we can't promise you'll be safe. But if you tie it and you keep all your family in your house, when we come to the city, you will be safe. The Israelites were going to come against Jericho and conquer it, defeat it. But the spies were giving Rahab this way of escaping death. So they told her, tie that scarlet cord in your window And when we come to defeat Jericho, everyone in your house will be safe. Then the spies told her, however, if you tell what we're doing, we will not keep this promise to you. Rahab said, let it be as you say. And when the people of Israel would come to take over the land, everyone in the city would be destroyed as God's punishment for sin. Everyone except the people in Rahab's house. Because Rahab would have that scarlet cord hanging in her window. God provided this special way for Rahab and her family to be saved from the punishment of their sin. And God provided a way for you to be saved from the punishment of your sin. God sent his own perfect son, Jesus, to die on the cross. Jesus took the punishment for all sin. When he bled and died on the cross, he took your punishment. He suffered and died. So you don't have to be separated from God. Three days after Jesus was buried, he came alive again. And he is alive in heaven today. And if you're willing to turn from your sin and believe on Jesus, you can be saved from your sin's punishment. You need to put your faith in Jesus alone for salvation. That means believe. Believe with all your heart that Jesus died. And you can trust him to save you from your sin. Remember what our memory verse says from today? Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7. God provided a way for you to be saved from the punishment of your sin. And God provided a way for Rahab and her family to be saved as well. They had to show their faith by tying that scarlet cord in the window. And they trusted God to save them. And then Rahab, she told the spies some instructions. She told them, go to the mountain Stay there three days until the men looking for you are gone. Then go on your way. The spies left. They went to the mountain. They hid those three days. And Rahab tied the scarlet cord in her window. And as soon as it was safe, the spies left their hiding place in the mountains. And they went back to Joshua. And they told Joshua some good news. The Lord will give us the city. The people there are filled with fear because of us. You don't want to miss what's going to happen to Rahab and the city of Jericho. But first, let's think about Rahab's desire that her family be saved with her. Maybe someone in your family or a friend of yours needs to know how to be saved from their sin's punishment. If you believed on Jesus, God might want you to tell that person about Jesus. You can say our memory verse to them and you can tell them 
that by believing on Jesus, they can have their sins forgiven. You can tell someone about Jesus. If you don't know who God wants you to tell, you can ask God, God, who do you want me to tell about you? You can tell someone about Jesus. You don't know everything about God, neither do I, but you can tell them things that you do know about Jesus. But maybe you are the one who needs to be saved from the punishment of your sin. Maybe you've never believed on Jesus. God wants to save you and forgive you. He gives you this promise in his word, the Bible. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Wow. He, you, me, boys, girls, anyone who believes on the Son, that's Jesus. If you believe on Jesus, he will give you everlasting life. God loves you enough to send his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross for your sins. And you can believe on him and get everlasting life, which is life with God forever. But to have your sins forgiven, you have to believe on him. Today, you can make that decision to believe on Jesus. If you're ready to do that, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please give me everlasting life and change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you believe on Jesus, he will give you everlasting life, the best life to have. If you would like to read about Rahab and these two spies right from the Bible, then you can read about it in Joshua chapter 2, Verses 1 to 24. Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 to 24. I'll see you next time. Bye.